2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full thing. Hey, everybody. It is high noon. You are turned in to Mutiny Radio. Dot .fm in dot .sf unabashedly Trump bashing today, I'm sure. Actually, I wanted to get started with the Amy Coney Barrett fiasco debacle dismantling women's human rights right before our eyes. Top Republican praises judge for being unashamedly pro-life. traitor against her own kind. You're a woman. You're a 48-year-old woman. How dare you? How dare you? Oh, are, have you've had seven kids and now you're going through menopause and you get to be inside everyone's uteruses now with your morality because you've lived everyone's life because you're the Yale professor because you've been so privileged your whole life. You know what? Maybe sometimes people don't want to have babies. Maybe we're not supposed to have babies. Maybe our genetics aren't the way that we want. We don't maybe want to pass it on for whatever reason. Whatever choices I make are my own choices. You don't live inside my body or my life. How dare you push your old school morality on me? Separation of church and state? Clearly not, since you're inside my uterus with all of your moral bullshit. I am really, this is really, really, really upsetting. And everyone should check out Gnarl. Terrible name, great organization. Uh pro-choice organization trying to keep women's rights here. Oh, we, oh, oh, by the way, we never passed the Equal Rights Amendment for women in the 70s. Did anybody remember that one? Because obviously women aren't people. Oh, this is so upsetting. I, I mean, I, have a, I should do abortion jokes tonight just because free speech still exists until they take that away from us too. Oh... I mean, it's, it's not so bad for me because I don't necessarily have a dog in this fight anymore as I am going through menopause. It's just so funny to look at her right now, this picture of this traitorous, traitorous bitch. And I don't use that word lightly. Amy Coney Barrett hearing. She's 48 and I just turned 46 and boy does she look like my mom. I mean, no, she just looks old. See, that's terrible, now I'm being like Trump. You know, the, the, the only, I'm just gonna make fun of the way they look because, uh, you know, women are, that, that's, that's the only thing their, their real value is, is in the way they look. And uh, unless, unless they're on a Supreme Court and they do, they do what, I, what I tell them to. I don't do a very good Trump impression. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is gonna be calling in and giving her smarty pantsitude on what's been happening in the world. It's really scary. Like, I try not to pay attention because, oop, there she is. There she is. Hey, Latoya. Hey, there you are. Yes. Oh, I'm so disappointed right now with this Amy traitorous Amy <laughs> Coney Barrett against her own kind. She, um, there's a lot of white ladies like that. I mean, you're gonna take, you're gonna take pro-choice away from us. You, 
you're going to actually roll back choices that were made in 1974 because what because we just want to enslave women i guess i guess well it's not just Roe versus Wade you have to worry about sweetie. it's oh. civil rights on top of the ACA um and you know i think with the pro with the Roe versus Wade it's going to turn out to be a states rights thing if any of that should happen this is just my theory um but I, my thing is it's going to take a lot for them to overturn that. Um, but here's the problem, too. So with Biden, you know, I think he's playing strategy because I don't completely believe him about – they asked him about him packing the court. And he said that he didn't believe in doing that. But that could be just a strategy, you know, so I – mean, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to, you know, with the fact of having, you know, Democrats in the House and not – you. there's no constitutional uh, – there's nothing in the Constitution that says a certain number of Supreme Court justices. So I don't know why the Democrats wouldn't take an opportunity to try to add more judges. I mean, it just doesn't make sense, but I think – the the good thing is the consensus of the majority of Americans do not believe in putting her in right now. They would rather wait until the trend, uh, after uh, the election. we, yeah, exactly. But well, you know the Republicans. This is I'm I'm watching sort of the live feed, and the funny thing is the the microphones keep going in and out. So I don't, you know, I don't know what's real anymore, and. I, I don't know who, what the powers that be are doing. What do they, what do they want with oh, us? This has always been in, this has always been the game, you know, but the thing is now they're saying it loud and in your face. So there's no hiding. There's no word salad to it, you know, and you know, the disappointing thing is Democrats as well as independents need to take advantage of when we are in office. So, for example, we could have added some Supreme Justices in 2012, or excuse me, 2011, I believe, when we had both the House and Senate and the President in the White House. So that was an opportunity that we missed again. And then, but were there openings at that time? There were uh, there weren't any openings. See, that's the thing is, it's just timing, you know, and it's like no, but. But there, there's also two people at, you know, certain people in uh, different administrations as certain justices to retire, uh, just like they asked, uh, not, not John Roberts, the other one that retired a couple years ago. Uh, that's how we got uh, the rapist um, in office, or not in office, but on the court. Um, I forgot his name. Um, but even... Th- uh, in 2016, with Merrick Garland, the, the Democrats played nice again, thinking that these Republicans would keep their promise about not having, uh, not putting in a Supreme, Justice, a Supreme Justice during an election year. Of course, they're not. They're not going to. You know, they are not going to follow the rules. They don't play fair. And then uh, during the Obama administration, they did ask Ruth Bader Ginsburg to 
retire, and she refused. Right, because she knew how important so, it was to keep to keep her space. This is, but oh. she was ill. Yeah, yeah. At that time too, and so I mean, no, no offense to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, R.I.P. But these are things that Democrats don't think about. Like, and I was watching something on I can't remember if it was Young Turks or what have you. They talked about how it's the majority of Republicans that are really good about putting Supreme Court justices in the on the court. Like you had Bush that put in John Roberts, and I believe he put in um, uh, uh, who's the one that died uh, uh, Scalia. Uh, I believe he put in either Bush Senior, his dad. Or Bush yeah, Bush, it had to be Bush, Bush Senior Bush. because he was Scalia was was one of the tragically tragically hangers on of pro life, and the bummer is that Amy Coney Barrett was his it, it, intern the, or whatever. She it, worked, exactly. she clerked for him, so she's into exactly. all that. She's unabashedly pro life. This is a problem. There's all and there's all kinds of things that she's going to have. She's so young. And it's awful because if she's just going to push the patriarchy's agenda, it's like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you do this to us? It, I'm just, I'm just well, so I mean, bummed that even there was a thing about gun control. Like, I don't – if she's pro-life, then I don't believe in anything that she has to say. I, I can't have any faith in her as a judge because her entire she, – she's basing things in this – morality vacuum that doesn't exist like why do we care so much about people's genitals how does that have anything to do with politics why do we have to make because the personal is political because our bodies are political jesus christ what is going on i mean that is something that i don't know why you're surprised by this because this is what they do this is who they appoint the fact of the matter is the republicans think ahead of the game they think about the fact of, like, if we put these people in that are young now, they'll be on the court to probably their 80s. Right, but so the thing is 40, that— 40, 30-something years. Why are they so keeping— not surprising. But why are they keeping this, this baby boomer—but it's the baby boomer ideology alive. It's, it's insane. It's the anti-hippies. It's not even and a baby lot of these boomer. people— it's, it's, but it's, it's even they were hippies. These were the people that used to smoke the pot, and they had the, and now and now they're still inside my uterus. It's like— what the fuck? It's it is all very upsetting that the human rights that we have clawed for are going to be are there be, take away women's votes next too, huh? Why in state go go back to instating that marriage is only between a man and a woman? But my point is that why do we care so much about what people do with their genitals? Why do we care so much about how they make choices for their own lives? I thought it was America. I thought that's the whole point is life, liberty, no, and the America's pursuit of happiness. Been that way. But the America's, pursuit of happiness. Never been, America's never been that way. But it's America's right there. But then that why way. do we lie? This is the thing that's making me crazy. The hypocrisy is right in front of us. It's in our fucking constitution. It says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And pro-life can fuck that that fucks that in the face there's if you force women to start having babies that reduces their their happiness some people want to have babies and good great great for the breeders fuck yeah but not everybody wants that for their life and how dare anybody say that this is america even if even if they're like well it's the life of a child and you have to have um you have to give it up for adoption are you are you but, kidding but, but, that, that, that that could not only deal with my happiness but then that child's happiness how do i know i mean all of these but these are the same people that say that they're 
for life when they're for the death penalty or with the fact that we have a pandemic, they want to cut people's insurance or cut basically the ACA, which is a form of suicide for a lot of people. So that's not pro-life either. The thing is, America has never, ever been for freedom and the, uh, to pursue happiness. That has been toward right, rich, wealthy landowners. That has never been that, – that false equivalency of what America is, get that out of your head. My but but thing that's is, what they keep – but that's the thing they're hiding behind. That's what they're hiding behind is the Constitution, and that's what the Supreme Court is supposed to do. They're supposed to be uphold – they're supposed to be the highest court of law dealing with the fucking Constitution. And, and that is – that's the main thing. So then how can we continue going against that? It's just the hypocrisy is so insane and that we have no it's, control yeah. over this right now. Like, are, are there just we not enough demo? But we don't get to choose who's in the Supreme Court. I don't get to – I guess I can storm the streets and be like – I mean, I'm going to do all abortion jokes tonight. I mean, that's the only thing I can fucking do. That's the only thing I can do is to stand up in front of a microphone tonight and tell 30-some-odd people, you know, about Amy Coning Barrett, who's a turncoat, who – wants me to have a baby even though I'm an alcoholic and I don't want to have a baby like are you kidding I'm telling it's a funny joke but I'm just so like what can we actually do I'm not even bothered by it you know why because this is what they do you know (laughs) I think we lost her oh boy something happened all right I'm sorry I didn't mean to get so heated so early Pulling a pulling a Benjamin rant so early, dang it! Uh, so there, this is happening right now live, and uh, there's this really great little update thingy mabobber here. So, anyways, the the funny thing is that they keep, they're keeping delays because of audio issues for Amy Koenig Barrett's domination hearing. It's now resumed. There was more questioning. 21 minutes ago, America faces an epic choice. And the results will define the country for a generation. These are perilous times in recent years. Much of what the Guardian holds dear has been threatened. Democracy, civility, truth. At times like this, an independent news organization that fights for truth and holds power to account is not just optional, it's essential. We believe every one of us deserves equal access to fact-based news and analysis. That's why we've decided to keep Guardian journalism free for all readers, regardless where they live or what they can afford to pay. If you can't support The Guardian for as little as a dollar, it only takes a minute. There you go, support The Guardian. Because they're giving us the news. Responding to questions from Richard Blumenthal, Amy Koning Barrett said she believed Brown v. Board Education was correctly decided, as was Loving versus Virginia, on which a Brown, which relied on Brown as precedent. Brown established that racial segregation in schools was unconstitutional, and Loving found that laws banned interracial marriages violated the 14th Amendment. But once again, Barrett refused to say whether Griswold versus Connecticut, which established Mary's couple's right to birth control access, was correctly decided. Griswold was cited as the basis for Roe v. Wade, and Barrett has steadfastly avoided offering an opinion on that landmark case as well. Hiding in plain sight, are you, Amy? Democrat Richard Blumenthal asked Amy Koenig Barrett whether she believed human beings were the cause of of climate change. Quote, I don't think I'm competent to opine on what causes global warming or not, Barrett said, adding that she did not think her views on the matter would be relevant to her work in the courts. Well, the, uh, 
11 minutes ago, the sound went out again. They caused a brief recess, and that's what's going on. Okay, she's back. Did you drop the phone? Are you okay? Sorry. Was it in the bathtub? No, I, I was, was like, I was talking for like 60 seconds and not realizing that you weren't there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I apologize to our listeners for my early rant on... Uh, we like you, Rand. I just, I just can't believe. Well, so we're they're in a recess right now well, because, um, because the sound went out. So there you go. But um, I was saying, I was talking to myself uh, instead of the podcast world and you. I was saying there is something else to be even more worried about, even more worried than Roe v. Wade, because it is really hard to overturn laws of the land. It's not as easy as people think it is. Mm. But here's something that is even scarier than, like, certain laws being overturned. The fact of the matter that if it is a close election, the Supreme Court, since it's going to be mostly conservative, oh. could rule to the fact that it could go in Trump's place because he could say, oh, this election was fraudulent, these ballots are wrong, we need to take it to the Supreme Court, and it'll be in his favor. So it could be worse than like the 2000 election, wow. and that's something to be a little bit more irate and scared about. Yeah. Hopefully, with what's going on with all the early voting, they they have state records of early voting and mail-in voting coming in in different states, and then a lot of people are waiting. The longest I've heard people waiting 11 hours to vote in certain states. Wow. You know because. Voter suppression. They're San really Francisco, it. They're really it's, to cheat. it's super open in San Francisco. There's places that you can drop off your ballot instead of mailing it. There uh, is a whole voting center that's there, and it's all socially distanced, and it's all, you know, it's all it's all there, and it's open now. So go vote, people. Did vote. you hear about those? Uh, did you hear about those uh, the drop boxes that were going uh, here? Yeah, they have the drop. Uh, California. Yeah, they have them right in front of the city city hall here in San Francisco. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking. I'm talking about something. Oh, you don't know this story. So um, this ha- this has been going on in parts of Orange County, Fresno, um, I believe in San Diego as well. Um, there is repre- Republican strategists who are putting up false uh, drop boxes. No. In areas. Oh, no. yeah, that's a big story. This is California news. It's actually actually national news. Wow. So they're practicing it here. Wow. So I'm going to – I plan on going to Civic Center to vote in person early voting. I suggest anyone that lives in the state of California, we are in early voting. Um, be sure – if you're going to drop your ballot, make sure you check to see if that is a correct uh, non-fraudulent – Dropbox because they are setting people up here, wow. and now people who have dropped their ballots in those drop boxes have to call the board of elections to make sure that it, you know, that their votes still count. Right. So it, it, it's 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 pretty effed up. And here's the effed up part: one of the Republican strategists tweeted a picture of him giving a thumbs up. To one of the fraudulent drop boxes. No. Basically snitching on himself. Um, this is voter fraud. Why is this guy not arrested? Right. This is what the game that the Republicans always like to shame Democrats for. When we know most of the time that is not us doing voter fraud. 
you hear the stories of mostly Republicans. Here, this is something that Democrats can use right now, but they are being way too silent and not being loud when there's so much ammunition, and especially with the Supreme Court. You know, I don't. But see, I'm I don't even identify as a as a Dem- I'm still angry that we that that we've polarized our po- politics in such a way that it's. It's just us versus them. It's just Republicans versus Democrats. That there's that they're they're pretending that there's no middle area for people, and the farther they polarize us, like even even talking about this, that it's and and I do I have a huge bias against Republicans because I'm like I don't even like Democrats. I think Republicans are soulless monsters, and I think Democrats are sort oh, yeah. of soulful, sort of sorf, soulful Finally. monsters. But they're still monsters. Both sides, Republicans and Democrats, monsters, all, absolutely, money-grubbing, capitalistic fuckballs. And they don't, aren't seeing op- they aren't seeing more options. They aren't seeing that socialism can work. They aren't seeing that a lot of our government right now is socialist-based and that you, we still demonize the word socialism and the word communism and the word Marxism and any kind of cooperative anything. Ooh, co-ops, gross. But it's like, no, why are we – it's the mo- it's the soulless monster versus the soulful monster. They're both monsters, and you know, ugh. sorry. I mean, with the rant. thing with the Democrats, because I can, I'm more of a progressive. I don't like to call myself liberal anymore. Liberals can suck my dick, um, and I'm more of a guess. I can, I'm more of a democratic socialist, as you could say. Like that's that's kind of like what progressivism is. But my thing is. You you do have people in the Democratic Party because there's different umbrellas on the Democratic Party because you have your 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 moderates like your Joe Biden, um, uh, your corporate Democrats like your Nancy Pelosi's, and I guess she would be called a moderate. And then you have the progressive wing such as the Squad or and or your Cory Bush or what have you. So, but the thing is now people are trying to change the Democratic Party. They want more progressive because they don't want to be – there's too much money in politics, period. That's the problem. That's why we can't get socialized medicine or health care or education. But we seem to be um, able to – we seem to be able to flood my uh, mailbox with expensive paper that I, I, I don't even read. <laughs> Do you know how much expensive paper has gone through? I mean, at least they – just on the mailings that I've gotten with these multicolor – off-size things that go into my mailbox, I'm sure they've spent at least $40 on me. And that's just paper in the mail. And, and how many people, and that's just, just let's think about San Francisco. If every, they're sending it to every person, $40, 40 times a million, that's, that's $40 million. And that's just paper for an election. Like, there is so much money in politics that I just don't, I'm like, why... And I don't know. Maybe I'm. Are you there still? I've lost. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. I'm, here. I'm sorry. I'm here. Um. What about no, this? No, no. What about the President Trump has filed an emergency request with the Supreme Court to block the release of his tax returns? That just happened. Uh, it's <laughs> like it's during he he did it right uh, right before the the holding confirmation hearings for Judge Amy Coney Barrett, but he just. Uh, last week, a federal appeals court ruled Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance can enforce a subpoena for Mr. Trump's business records and tax returns to blow the president as a blow to the president 
as he tries to keep those returns from a grand jury. The president's attorneys are asking the Supreme Court grant to stay and to hear the case and overturn a lower court decision. The president should have a fair chance to develop his serious overbreath and bad faith claims before his records are disclosed. The president's attorneys write, fuck that guy. The court should preserve the status quo in order to afford the president that opportunity. The New York Times has obtained years worth of the president's tax returns showing he paid only $750 in U.S. taxes during 2016 and 2017. Which is insane. And you know what, though? And if, if that's absolutely true, but why why can't we impeach him? He didn't pay taxes. Well, it's a little bit too late for that. Oh, it's a little too late. Uh, yeah. But we should. We should. It is a little too late. Um, and this is why we could have went harder on him earlier on. But my thing is, so that's the state of New York. So I don't think... Okay, so if he loses, hopefully he'll, his ass will go to jail, jail because the taxing his tax. I believe that's held up in the the Supreme Court of New York State, which is different. So he's trying to pull a little, you know, a Trump by trying to get the Supreme Court's involved. Where that's the you, you can't do that. Right. That's yeah. So I forgot how it works, but. It has to go through the state process uh, as he, he wants tries to, to like avoid and skip. So I'm just like, oh no. And besides, we have uh, what 15 days, 16 days till election day, till yeah. November third. So brother is running out of time. Yeah. So if he shall lose, because what they're saying is Biden is up uh, 16 points. But let's not get let's not get too happy about polls, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, because right. We know uh, we know how polls work, and we recall what happened last time when we were looking at the polls. Yeah, they can be. So, they, I mean, and I also, wanna, if pe- some people won't vote, because they're like, "Oh, look, he's so far ahead. I'm just not going to vote." But that doesn't make sense. Uh, so this is more about those taxes. Uh, uh, New York Times report that. President Donald Trump just paid $750 in federal income tax the year he entered the White House. And thanks to colossal losses, no income tax at all in 11 of the 18 years that the Times reviews. It's raising doubts about President Trump's self-image as a shrewd and successful businessman. Yeah, so that's the thing. If you're not paying any taxes, that means you got tons and tons of losses. So that means that everything that you said about being a great businessman is a total lie. Because you're not a good businessman, because you didn't run your business. You ran your businesses like the way I run my business, which is like at zero, with no profit, so that I can, you know. But that's. But I'm. I'm. I only. My overhead. I was fifty-three thousand dollars last year on my taxes, which is the total of everything that the station bought in and paid out with everything, which is a crazy tiny amount of money. Like I, he probably uses that for toilet paper. Uh, That Sunday's report came just weeks before Mr. Trump's re-election bid served to intensify the spotlight on Mr. Trump as the businessman, an identity that he has spent decades cultivating and that helped him capture the presidency four years ago in his first run for political office. The Times report deepens the uncertainty surrounding a tumultuous presidential campaign set against the backdrop of a viral pandemic, racial unrest in American cities, and a ferocious battle over the Supreme Court seat left vacant by the death of Ruth Justice Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Trump on Sunday called the report the report totally fake news. First of all, I paid a lot and I paid a lot of state income taxes too. 
Mr. Trump said at a Sunday news conference. New York State charges a lot, and I paid a lot of money in state. It will all be revealed. He is so dumb. He is so dumb. This is, this is so dumb that these are the words. These are actual quotes coming out of his mouth, and he's the president of the United States, and he has a second-grade vocabulary, and he can't ever say anything truthful. The New York Times report focused on the federal returns, not the state returns. Mr. Trump didn't disclose how much he paid in either federal or state income taxes. Breaking traditions. Since entering the White House, Mr. Trump has broken with traditions set by his predecessors by not only refusing to release his tax, re tax returns, but by waging a legal battle to keep them hidden. The Times report suggests why that why that might have been so. It's reported that many of Mr. Trump's top businesses are losing money, losses that helped him shrink his federal tax bill to essentially nothing. Eugene Sturrell, a tax expert at the Urban Institute, said he wasn't surprised that it turns out that Mr. Trump has paid almost no federal income tax. Most commercial real estate developers, developers deduct large interest payments on their debts from taxable income, thereby lowering their tax bills. Typically, they also often avoid capital gains taxes by plowing profits from one sale of one building into the purchase of another. Most tax experts expected you would find little in the way of tax payments by President Trump, said Sturrell, who served as the Treasury Department's under offic uh, official under President Ronald Reagan. The Times noted that Alan Garten, a lawyer from the Trump Organization, said of the Times report that most of it, if not all, of the facts appear to be inaccurate and asked for the documents on which the report was based, which the Times declined to provide in order to protect its sources. The Times said Garten then directly disputed only the amount of taxes Mr. Trump had had paid. Here are the seven takeaways from the Times reporting. One, Trump paid $750 in taxes in both 2016 and 2017. The newspaper said Mr. Trump initially paid $95 million in taxes over the 18 years it studied, but he managed to recover most of that by claiming and receiving a stunning $72.9 million federal tax refund. According to the Times, Mr. Trump also pocketed $21.2 million in state and local refunds, which are typically based on federal filings. How is he making money off of taxes? I'm confused now because I pay taxes and I make nothing. Like, I made under $20,000 last year and I still paid taxes. And he's you know, getting money from I don't get it. Uh... A lavish lifestyle through business expenses. Ah, from his homes, his aircraft, and $70,000 on hairstyling. He has capitalized <laughs> yeah. on cost incurred from his businesses to finance his luxurious lifestyle. The Trump noted that Mr. Trump's homes, planes, and golf courses are part of the Trump family business, and as such, he has classified them as business expenses as well. Oh, my God. He's just, that's, he's just a tax evader. Can't they... How can we – some of his best-known businesses lose millions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four, foreign investors help support Trump properties. Interesting. Uh, five, he may have paid family members in consulting fees. Mr. Trump wrote off about $26 million in unexplained consulting fees. Uh, he gives consulting fees to his family. That's crazy. Mm. Six, Trump's lucrative licensing revenue has dwindled because the apprentice is gone and his debt load is coming due. He has four, $421 million in loans, most of which will come due within the next four years. 
On top of that, the $100 million mortgage on the Trump Tower in New York is due in 2022. <coughs> so he's just, he has, he's not a real rich person. He just, no. he has $421 million in loans. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, that. Talk about it, living beyond it, it, your means. Wow. Fuck that guy. If he can't, how could he possibly be reelected again? How can it possibly happen? But I feel like I don't even want to say it. Because Americans are stupid. I mean, and it's a cult. What could they possibly? And people and those people rather vote for their hatred than, you know, than to use their critical thinking skills or their brain. They hate I mean, us, gay baby killers, so much that they're willing to sacrifice the rest of the country for it for this for this invisible morality for this because they because they're so that's the thing man they're so that interested what kind in, of baby killers you are that depends what kind of baby killers you're talking about if it's brown or black babies i don't think they would really care well they do, but all they <laughs> care about is people's genitals why are they so like thinking about sex all the time like seriously can't you think about politics you got to think about what the heathens are no, doing they, with they their I don't think they are just hard up for abortion I think the fact of the matter it's we've talked about this I think abortion comes second over the over the fact that they're losing power oh. that white men white straight men are losing power that's what the thing is about sweetheart it's not uh-huh. about and the fact of they're hiding behind abortion and they're hiding behind certain things because or LGBT because that fear of that um, that homogenic white straight privilege is going to be gone in, within the next 15 to 20 years. Wow. That's what this is all about. That's what it all, it's all about. It's white fear. It's just like, I mean, I guess I can absolutely believe it because we have to, we have to look at the past to see, because ev- everyone thought for for all these years, I, I mean, and, and it's, it's the mindset, it's the, it's the, it's the racist, pa- patriarchy, patriarchal mindset. Yeah. That somehow I mean, I'm better because I'm white, I'm more something i'm that's the thing is when there there are all these communities that existed it's just a different lifestyle like surviving and sur thriving as a tribe on a you know on the there are tons of different parts i mean africa is enormous but people a white people came over and just said you're we don't your your life is gross even even like with all the not just the colonization but then also the religious colonization with like oh, taking God, away yeah. people saying they're heathens and all of this proselytization of Savages. this Jesus myth right and it's like this myth that we believe in is the right thing the way that you've been living your lives for thousands of years in peace and harmony with the universe is wrong and we are saving you and this land belongs to us and and all this all this manifest destiny all this all this like white entitlement i guess that's well, the scariest then, thing is we they're seeing themselves lose well, some of it i don't want to get it all twisted too because white supremacists 
also don't like their kind. Either. White supremacists don't like people who don't agree with their ideology. Hence, they tried to kidnap. kidnap uh, there was a domestic terrorist uh, hillbilly tribe that uh, tried to kidnap uh, the uh, governor of Michigan, uh, which I'm sure you heard about last week, right? Oh, I'm not paying attention to anything. I've just been what? doing comedy. You need Someone to read tried about to this. kidnap. They tried to kidnap. Yes, Gretchen, Gretchen Wilmer, who is a female governor of Michigan. They, there was a group of 13 white hillbilly males who There's plotted to kidnap her, to set a mock trial, and to execute her. What? Because she is a obviously she's a Democrat, so that's already a, a, a scarlet letter to them. She's liberal, and then on top of that. She um, was, you know, if you remember earlier during the pandemic, you had those crazy-ass uh, crackers that were uh, up there at the state capitol in Michigan saying that the, protesting the uh, shutdown because it's taking away their freedom. Right, and, and they so were running around without masks on about, and all that stuff, just being unsafe for everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so, you know, the FBI... Uh, found out about the plot to kidnap her. They were going to go to her vacation home in Michigan and abduct her, set a mock trial, which is, uh, which is something that you hear from a third world country, but it's America. Nothing nothing surprises me anymore. And then uh, they were going to execute her. And then they just found out this week that the, the governor of Virginia, um, uh, Northam, Governor Northam, uh, who is also a Democrat, they were planning to kidnap him too and kind of do the same thing. So, and now the fact that what's funny is you're, I'm listening to mainstream media now talk about white supremacy and how they're slowly started to call them domestic terrorists after all these decades, all these centuries. There's a certain group of people that try to warn people about white supremacists. And it always, you know, and and obviously I'm talking about us black folks, some of us colored folks out here that we're trying to warn people about if they're coming for us, they're going to be coming after you. And don't worry, it, no one, every, everyone's got a target on their back unless they're a white supremacist. So it's just funny now where it's just like another moment by we tried to tell you that this was going to be an issue. And even the FBI came out this year under the Trump administration said the highest terrorist threats are white supremacist domestic terrorism. Wow. So uh, My confusion, though, is these hillbillies, where do they come from? They're Michigan hillbillies? I didn't know that. I just didn't know there were hillbillies oh, in Michigan. Honey, they're militia. There's terrorism. There's a bunch here in California. They're all over the place. Uh, uh, okay, I just think of hillbillies like people from the Appalachians or something like Tennessee. Oh, no, no. I mean, there's California hillbillies. Have you been oh, to Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. The pejorative <laughs> term hillbillies. So these were so these were backward folk from Michigan, and they um, Some decided. were from Michigan, and I believe one was from Delaware. Wow. So And here's the funny thing. They were... A of course, they were applying things. They were messaging each other online, dummies. So that's how they got caught. 
because, well, on these chat rooms where they're at, people are always watching. But I'm glad it's a good thing that they got caught. So, but there's, I mean, there's a growing, growing, the, the tech is going to explode. We talked about if Biden wins or if he loses or if Trump wins or loses, it doesn't matter. It's going to be game on because these white, crazy ass uh, white supremacists have been having a hard on for a civil war, which they're going to lose. But uh, you're and right. We're damned means, if we do. If he wins, there's going to it's going to be they crazy. They just want a reason to kill people. If he, yeah, if he they loses, there's going to be problems. There's and yeah. and, and I'm and a, I'm super scared. This is like two weeks away, and it, this is a really serious thing. And fifty percent of our nation is unemployed, and none of us know what's going on. And we're still in a pandemic, and we're sort of opening up, but then there's places that are completely open. Up. My buddy just came back from Dallas, Texas, and he said they don't give a fuck. Like people aren't wearing masks. That people are out and about, and things are open, and it's just. Nobody gives a fuck. And I'm like, And that's why they what? have high numbers. Well, and are they going to keep going up? I, I mean, what is... Yeah, we're about to... We're, the we're second about wave to is the coming. We wave. knew about the second up. wave. Yeah, it's going up. It's going up. And then, you know, I'm hoping, because with it getting cold throughout the rest of the nation, I am hoping for another shutdown. I really am. Because... Now that you have people that are that were wearing masks, or like what you're talking about with your friend visiting in Texas, yeah. it's going to get worse because you have more people with places opening up that aren't giving a fuck and thinking that they're invincible, or we're also getting too comfortable and we're so antsy to get out that we're just like ready to sacrifice a time of going out to dinner or being out in public. Like, they were, there's, in Kansas City, why were there people at the Chiefs football game? Why are there crowds at a football? That's the worst thing. And Trump is holding his Klan rallies again. He had one yesterday in Florida. And so it was outside, but no one had any masks on. But you know what? I'm okay with them going to the but clan even, even You know Trump, why? Because they're all going to get sick. Last week he was I just diagnosed. He, our president was just diagnosed last week. I haven't seen one picture with him with a mask on. I haven't seen one picture. He's always doesn't have a mask. All these other people have masks on. Like, you don't see Nancy Pelosi without a fucking mask. And, and I mean, it's great because then we don't have to look at her skeletal face all the time. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say bad things about Nancy. Like, I'm, she's working hard for us all, and I'm sure. But, uh, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't degrade because then I'm just being Trumpian when I degrade women for their looks. Uh, there's many other things that we could be mad at her about, but let's, let's not have it be that. But he's never wears a mask. Like, he's, it's almost like he's saying it's not real. Like, I got it, but look, it was no big deal. It's not real. But then that negates all the people who have died. That negates shutting down the entire mm-hmm. world for months. And then now you're just going to say, well, you know, uh, even though I'm old and I'm, uh, you know, at risk, at a tremendous, tremendous risk because of my eating habits that are shitty. Uh, you know, everything's fine. I feel great. I, I just, I'm, is it real? Is it not real? 
It's real, right? It's fucking real. Well, I mean, you have, um, let's see, I was going to read about the fact that he had uh, the the Trump rally, or Klan rally, excuse me, uh, today, or yesterday. And so, you know, now you have a bunch of senators, like um, Mike Lee, who is a Republican out of Utah. I believe it was Monday uh, when the, the hearing started for the the, ba- uh, the uh, Handmaid's Tale Supreme Court nominee. Uh, she, um, he was still positive with uh, the virus, but decided to go to the hearing without a mask on. Whoa. <laughs> you have... You and then you have uh, Senator Corrin out of Texas, who before earlier uh, this year was saying that it was a hoax and we don't need mandate masks, who end up coming down with uh, with the virus. There are a slew of Republicans that are part of the Trump cult that are playing Russian roulette, which I'm okay with. They can play Russian roulette all they want with their life. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, hopefully, you know, I'm hoping for the the worst for them. But the fact that you have a lot of these people that are still at these hearings, not even protecting themselves, and spreading it. Oh, and did you know that Handmaid's Tale uh, nominee, she had the virus earlier herself and she feels the virus is you know it's not a hoax but not a big thing it's real and i i learned finally recently i I didn't understand what the disease was really about because they were saying ventilators but ventilators don't really help because it's actually the oxygen oxygenization inside your blood so it's somehow inside your blood when it gets this virus, it doesn't want to hold on to oxygen. And so that's why people feel like they can't breathe and they're drowning, is that they're, they're, they're just isn't ox- their body just isn't holding enough oxygen. And it doesn't have to do with – it has nothing to do with how much their lungs take in. It's that their blood won't hang on to it. And that's a pretty weird fucked up virus. And especially that it comes through like it's airborne through spit. Like, whoa. I don't know. I haven't made out with anybody in for oh. in a long, 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 long time. So. So here are the people that are infected from that Rose Garden uh, clan rally that they had for uh, Amy Cohen. What's her face? So the ones that tested positive uh, was the White House Secretary Kaylee McEnany, fuck that bitch, Senator Tom Tillis, Senator Mike Lee. The University of Notre Dame President Reverend John Jenkins, fuck him. Fat fuck from uh, former Governor Chris Fat Fuck Christie, uh, Kellyanne Cuntway, Greg Laurie, and the First Lady. And then in the White House uh, and the Senators, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, she's a cunt. Uh, Senator Mike Krapos, he's a cunt. Tom Phillips has said, Senator Josh Holloway, Ben Sass. You remember him? That was anti-Trump, but he's a he's a pussy. 
and Senator Kelly Loeffer, who's a fucking cunt out of Georgia, whose seat I hope that uh, I hope her, I hope she loses her seat. Um, and then uh, also to the White House in a circle who got infected. Uh, wow. Mark Meadows. I heard who, I heard uh, that that awful uh, guy the 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 guy the. The guy who's the worst, um, and he's like one of his press secretaries or something like that, but he's not. Um, oh. uh, Attorney J- uh, William Barr. Barr. There was uh, Karen Pitts and Steven, uh, Mike Pitts. Stephen somebody, Pitt. right? His Make name's sure Stephen somebody. The bad. He's the bad. He's the one who went to high school with Jonathan, and. Oh yeah, Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. Yeah, Stephen he Miller. got it too. Yes. Yeah. He got it. Yeah, he got that it. was the guy that. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan showed me an old, old film of it. In high school, he was running for student body president, um, and his platform was like, throw your cr- trash on the ground. We've got to give janitors something to do. And just the entitlement. Like, when he was in high school, he was an entitled little fuck cunt. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so funny that yeah. people don't change. He, still, he kept it real. He kept it real. <laughs> I mean, at least he kept it real to himself. Like, he kept his brand. His brand was like entitled white guy and he just kept with it his whole life ugly, you know like ugly entitled white guy yeah he he lost his hair but he kept his entitlement which is ooh this is totally switching gears but the entitlement of the patriarchy is real like i was just sitting in the park yesterday minding my own business hanging out like reading a book before i had some other things to do just enjoying the day and a gentleman with a wheelchair and no shoes and no shirt, uh, very scruffy, very tan, kind of like starts, pushes up to me with his feet and his stuff and just starts, A, talking to me. But then he starts sexualizing me. And I was like, hey, bro, I'm okay with having a conversation at six feet, but I prefer that you don't sexualize me. And he was like, well, I'm, you know, I could say I'm a... A boob man, but you don't have any. But you got nice legs. I'm like, so are you nagging me, or it's like, what is your purpose behind? Ew. He was being kind of gross, and and then he started like talking about Vietnam. So I was like, all right, I love Vietnam. I'm kind of in, you know. And so I'm listening to tell a story. He was a sniper rifleist in Vietnam, but then he starts telling all these other stories, and I don't know if they're real or not. And I'm starting to get like, ugh, you know. And he's starting to be a little bit more like he won't stop talking about the way that I look. And I was like, hey, I really. And he's like, oh, it's so cute that you're getting all shy about it. I'm like, no, I just would rather that you not completely sexualize me. I'm a person that's, like, listening to you, and I'm a person. It doesn't, like, I really, I'm, I don't, I'm, you know, cut it out, bro. Uh, and he wouldn't cut it out. So I was like, all right, later. And I just walked away uh, eventually. But, like, he kept basically Ew. kind of gaslighting me into saying that I wanted it that I wanted these compliments. He's like, well, you wouldn't wear those pink pants unless you were asking people to. I'm like, I'm. are you kidding me? Like, these are pink pants. And the pants, they're like, I, I kind of look like a I soccer mom with no kids. Like, I've got, they're like my soccer mom pants. I, I, they're not even yoga Listen, pants. But, but anyways, just. I don't ah. care. I don't care what decade it is. Women never like to be taught in that manner i don't because people like to use age the fact oh he's older or oh he comes through another generation no fuck that no absolutely even at the time it was never cordial to talk or approach a lady in that manner never 
Thank you. So the well. thing is, that must that what tells me that person has always talked or demeaned women. Oh, sure. In that manner. And that's and that's that's, that's the oh. world that we live in. That's seventy-year-old guys. They're just like, I can. But eh, yeah, I just was like, wow, 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 bro. Oh, here's another thing that has completely off topic and totally crazy. I hit my head so hard this morning. And not like in a weird, like, I was, I, was, I was doing a tarot card reading on my floor, sitting Indian style, and I just sort of went to get up, and I have this huge kitchen table. It's really big and blocky and made of big wood. And I just smacked my head really hard into it. And uh, I felt fine. Did you black out? No, no. I saw stars for sure. I didn't black out. <laughs> I just see stars, but I put my head, hand up to it right away because I thought, oh, my God, I must be bleeding, but I'm not bleeding. But it's still, it's, I've, I've, I have a pretty big knot on my head. I, 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 I thwacked myself pretty hard. But it was good. It was like, um, I feel like sometimes you need some good sense knocked into you, you know? So I, I think I knocked some sense into myself. And, uh, yeah, neither here nor there. But I am living in a fantasy world of my own creation because I am so scared of what's happening in the world right now. I really am terribly frightened Don't about the upcoming. Scared. I'm a little worried about the civil war. I'm really worried about the election and I'm super worried. Okay, being, I'm worried about that too. Like being worried is different from being scared. I'm worried, but my thing is we have so much work to do. Even if Biden gets in the office, yeah. every day is going to be a different kind of day because we still have are going to have to deal with the aftermath of what 45 has left, you know. Yeah, we're still and in a so, pandemic. And what worries me, too, and here's uh, – I shouldn't say this since, I, you know, you said you're scared, but what worries me a little bit is, you know, with the growing amount of white supremacists and how bold they are and how, again, they have a hard-on for shooting their guns because they lack manhood – what what kind of scares me, the only thing that really scares me right now is the fact of they have this obsession with blowing up things. And so for some reason, the Golden Gate keeps getting into my head and my thought of, you know, there has been a threat before about them blowing up the bridge. And then the other thing is more of the um, mass shootings because – most white supremacists, like your Tim- Timothy McVeigh, was uh, into white supremacy, and we know he's the one that blew up the Oklahoma City bombing. And then we also have a lot of right winger uh, uh, mass shooters, such as uh, Dylan Roof, who killed the people in uh, in Charleston at the church. And then we have the synagogue. And then we, I mean, there's so many. Uh, so those two things uh, kind of, like, worry me a little bit. Yeah. But my thing, what, I, I'm, what I'm trying to tell myself, instead of being scared and fearful because they smell that and that's what they want, I'm trying not to be fearful, fearful because they like that. They feed on the fact of seeing us people who Sharks just in the want water. a better world. They, they, they feed on that fear, yeah. and so they want that. They smell and the I'm blood in the water like to sharks. to give that to them. Yeah. Huh? They smell the blood in the water like sharks. 
That's how sharks, yes, exactly. they, that's how they, they've got the sense of smell. They smell the fear. And even they yes. actually do literally smell fear. Like, you know, when there's like squid yes. or whatever and they push all that, all that fear juice out, all that ink, you don't think a shark smells that? They're like, ooh, fear. I'm going to go eat you're, me some squid. You're absolutely right. I'm going to go eat me some you're invertebrates. Very, very right. <sighs> okay, so, so I'm not going to say I scared. I tried to ingrain that. I try not to be worried because the Buddhists say, you know, worry is about the future, which you have no control over. And there's no point in thinking about the past because you can't change that either. All we can do is, is live in the present moment and, and, and try, our, try our best, do our best during that time. But still, like, and I'm trying to focus on now. But two weeks from now is overwhelming both conceptually. The, yeah, the anxiety physically conceptually it's causing some anxiety so i've sort of negated reality altogether like i did look at the internet today for news to just sort of like be like ugh, what terrible things are coming down the pipes with the with the supreme court but i have a wand now i am full witch i am like going into fantasy world like i'm i'm crazy go nuts with my cats and my tarot cards and my wand like oh man I know I'm carrying a wand around with me. I've lost the plot. I've lost the plot. <laughs> but not really. I mean, I'm also, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm playing around with my life. No, I'm just trying to stay happy and informed and healthy and eating lots of chia seeds, doing some witchcraft, writing jokes. <laughs> trying to, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Um, some, uh, some uh, things that, uh, before we go, I wanted to say, um, some props that you should be looking at um, is Yes on 22, which is to give app-based drivers. Um, so it, 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 it basically that is for the Lyft and Uber drivers. Yeah. So basically Yes on 22, it's, um, it'll benefit giving them uh, earnings guaranteeing and health care. Oh, that's and amazing. And occupational <gasps> accident uh, insurance, all while protecting drivers. Wow. Um, and so with that, that'll be helping save a lot of jobs. So I just wanted to put that out there to the podcast world here in California. Um, check out check out uh, Proposition 22. Because I know most of you motherfuckers use Uber or Lyft when you're drunk. So. Right. Well, and it's, I mean, we, we have to protect their, their working and they're getting taken advantage of. And who's going to have to pay this? The big corporations that made a ton of money on the backs of these yes. people, on the backs there of these go. drivers that didn't, they didn't, they got off scot-free. They didn't have to pay for insurance. Like the driver does everything. And then they were getting paid less and less and less. And there, and it's just, it's, it's like a, a and, and when they did the, the car rental thing, oh my God, it's just like a, a strange um, indentured servitude that was happening and, and just mm -hmm. protect, protect workers, whatever worker they are, protect them. But uh, check out the league of pissed off voters voting guide online. They're really great about oh, all of the, uh, both local San Francisco, but then also statewide uh, ballot measures. They're on top of that for sure. So I, I've, yeah, I, well, so I went to do my, is important one too. I went to fill out my 
my thing, and I was using my League of Pissed Off Voter Guide, but I made a mistake, so I actually had to ask for another ballot because I I voted for Scott Weiner, I think, accidentally. And then I went to cross it out, but then I looked at it, and it's on the same page as Biden and, and Trump, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, I have to request yeah. a new one because I can't turn in the one that's messed up because then my vote won't count. I was like, no, 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 do it right. So... That's that happens to me every time. That happened to me in 2018. <laughs> I do get stressed about it. Like, I make, I, I really try to, like, think and look, and I, I do it on a sample ballot so that I can just transfer it over, and I, like, really make sure, but I made a mistake, so. I remember my biggest vote for plot, and I caught it in 2004 when it was Kerry versus Bush. And um, I believe there was a Green Party. Was Ralph Nader? I think that was 2000. Oh, no, it was 2000 um, with Ralph Nader. That was the first time I ever voted. Nice. With uh, Ralph Nader, Green Party, Al Gore, and uh, W. And I put in Nader because I, I was so wanted to vote for him. Yeah. I really did. And then I scratched it out, oh. and I put in Al Gore. And then when I tried to turn it in, the lady's like, and this is in Missouri at the time when Missouri was a blue state tears. Uh, but the lady's like, oh, you have to go back. Did you need to put in for Gore or did you need to put in for Nader? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's my first time. Let me do this again. And I sold my soul that day oh. to the Democratic Party. Democratic. Well, and you I did it for the cheated. good. This year I did too. I mean, I, I really wanted to vote for Kanye, you know, but uh, I... I went for Biden, but, you know, my heart was saying Conway, Kanye. My heart was telling me no. Birthday my party. My telling me yes. Birthday party. I was, uh, I was really, my, my, my mind, my mind and my, my genitals were going vote for Kanye. And my soul and my head were like, no, 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 sweet baby. You know what you need to do. I don't know which people are crazier. Um. Either the ones who are going to vote for the birthday party, which is Kanye's party, I those people don't know how to read, or Trump cultists. I think they're kind of the same because the only people who would vote for Kanye, I mean Kanye, would be people who are mentally ill, or the fact that, or the fact that it's a celebrity worship, just like people worship Trump. It's the same kind of scenario. So I think that's. I'm answering my own question now. They're on the even playing field. <laughs> well, and that is Trump's daddy. I I can't I can't get down with him. I just I just clicked on a I just clicked on a thing. I'm going to read a little thing to the people and then um and then I don't know what's going to happen. Actually, coming up soon, um I met this guy at Winter's Tavern. We were doing a comedy show and he was playing amazing music. His name is DeKill. And he is incredible, and he's going to be coming here and setting up for some time in this afternoon, and he's going to play, and he does looping, and he's so funny, but he writes songs, and, like, everything's on the spot. It's he's, it's almost like a Reggie Watts, uh, like a poor oh, man's cool. Reggie Watts. But I'm really excited, so he's going to be on later today, and, um, and I don't know what else is happening. Tonight is the Asiento show at 7.30, and we have a lot of reservations, which is great. I'm going to try to sell it out. It's not sold out yet. I That's want it to awesome. be sold out. And do they have they have a parklet? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, they have a beautiful parklet. Yeah, it's super that is super nice. The modern way of dining. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's so warm today, and it's going to be so nice. And they have 
it, there's all these little lights and it's so pretty out there and they have great food at Asiento and just um, the ambiance is very nice. And we do comedy on the street. So And the, the lineup tonight is really funny. Um, and I'm on it. Are you so. guys going to probably do it again at Asiento? Yeah, tonight's at Asiento 7.30 and then it's next Thursday, the 22nd, is our next one. And then I don't know from there okay. on out because it's weather, you know, like this is weird because it's so warm right now in October, and then, like, all of a sudden, October 31st comes around, and it's going to be – I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. That's the other thing is, like, we really – I haven't been setting up too many shows in the future because I really don't know what's going on. So, I, I mean, we're going to take it all, play it all by ear, and just everybody do your best. And it's weird. Opening up is weird. I still – like, I have a constant feeling of guilt. Like I'm constantly doing something wrong. Even when I'm like, there's only 11 people in the building total. And I'm like, perfect. No more than 11 people in the building. That's 25%. And everybody's socially distanced and everyone's wearing masks. And I'm like, okay, good. But then I, I get so stressed out because I'm like, I don't want to do it wrong. And I don't want people, I don't, I don't want to be a vector. I don't, I don't want people to get sick. I want everyone to stay healthy. And, and, but I want them also to be happy and to do things that they want to do. I don't want their lives to stop and so I'm, I'm in this anxiety a, zone I think that's actually you know the fact that you care like that as a business owner is very healthy you know um, because of the fact that the space is you know it's not a big space but it's also the fact of if I put people here I could be getting myself sick on top of others and then also too you could also it could hurt business of the fact well this is where this you know right you know COVID people are outbreak sick here twenty twenty one yeah exactly They're like no not right. here not which, here yeah which could hurt business and yeah. so I just want I mean th I think that's really smart thinking I just want everyone think. to be yeah. happy and healthy and to be able to have some semblance of normalcy in their lives. I mean, for me, I, I can't live without stage time. So, I mean, I don't care if it's like at, at Asiento tonight. That'll probably be 30 people. That's great. 30 people laughing and eating and drinking and everybody being socially distanced. And then there's the staff and the staff is happy because we want to work. Like, I was in the service industry. I want to work. I, I want my bar to open up again. I, I, I want to be able to cook for people. I and I know people want to work, and then I also want to support small work. businesses. I, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that at the detriment of anyone's health. I, and I understand that. And I understand why we had to close down. And I hope that as we open up, we're doing it in as safe a way as we can. That makes as many people feel comfortable, and that people are setting their boundaries of what they are. You know. Obviously, I'm not going to share cigarettes with people anymore. I mean, I used to share cigarettes with people, and now I feel like that's like, what? Like, I don't... That's a, that's a hell no. There's, <laughs> I don't share even pot pipes and bongs. Like, I have to... You have to be, like, super close. Like, I, I don't share... I keep my own... I'm like, why would you... It's COVID. No spit. That's... No make it out. That's, that's, no spin the bottle. That's... Yeah, that's... That's responsible. Don't go, responsible. don't go spitting in anybody's mouths, right? Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to, man. I'm crazy. Like, I'm, I, I just, 
I've been very, I mean, I just turned the 46 and I've got the sexual prowess of a 14 year old and, and it is bad news because it's all unrequited and in my head and not, it's just like, I just, I've been staring at people like I'm terrible. I'm just checking people out because I'm just like, I don't know. There's a vibration. I'm on edge. It's strange timing hormones. I don't know. But, oof, boy, am I ready to make some bad decisions. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a responsible adult now. I'm fine. I knocked some sense into myself this morning. No more of that. Well, wh- um, I hope you have the, uh, the best rest of your day. And uh, you too, and my dear. Thanks for I going hope through you the have news a beautiful course week. And good luck tonight at Occiento. Now yeah. that I know that you're having one on Thursday, I think I could come out and support that. Ooh. I'm starting to be slightly comfortable, like maybe going someplace once a week. Right. Not like, you know, and plus, you know, I'm unemployed. I got to be careful with my deploying. Right. So, exactly. <laughs> um, I understand that. But. I'm going to go and check that out next Sweet. week. Yeah. And you guys should come and check it out tonight. This, uh, tonight, what time? It's, it's 7.30. So there are reservations on Eventbrite. And it's really easy. People just say what time. Because the first one we did, we didn't do reserve times. And everyone just showed up at the same time. And it was like, what? And so now there's like tiered seating. So you either come at 6.45 at 7 or 7.15. The show starts at 7.30. So you have time to like order and eat and get drinks and hang out. And then the show's an hour and that's it. And it's really fun. And it's like semi-clean. Um, I only let people do two fuck swears and they have to be really purposeful. Um, if, if it's not like an integral part of the joke, I just ask that they not use it. So there's no fuck as a filler word, you know? So there's a lot of comedians that'll say, you know, like fucking fuck. So like fuck or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't do that here. So it's like PG-13 ish. It's Greek, it's Greek inner theater comedy. Yes. It's old school. It's very, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have an amphitheater, but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, someday I wish. <laughs> Well, you're the best. I hope to see you. I, it would be amazing to see you in the flesh and not just on Facebook pictures. But I did love that picture yes. of you from like 10 years ago or something. I was like, girl, wow. Oh, that was when I was 21. Oh, that was wow. on my 21st birthday. I don't remember that picture. That was in so. 2002. Wow. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. During the when the during when uh, the George W. Bush era, when I thought everything was shit. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but <laughs> I was and wrong. Now we know the <laughs> truth. She's brought us the truth, the sheriff of truth. Um, thanks so much, Latoya, the sheriff of truth, and I'll hopefully see you soon. Yay! Have a good show Be tonight. That has been another successful AltaCast. I'm really excited for Some Call Me Tim coming up here with Duck Hill. I just, I was going to read something about Trump. I can't do it. It's just too depressing. You know what I mean? Uh, let me put on some music, though. This, obviously, Cope is always playing in the background. But I will put on an alternative something. Thanks so much for listening to Mutiny Radio. And I hope that you are tuned in at 2 o'clock for super sweet music uh, with To Kill on Some Call Me Tim. This has been the AltaCast. Next week, 
at 12, we'll be doing the Choose Poetry, Choose Life reading with Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. Go get his book, Old Wounds, New Skin, at analogsubmissions.com. And yeah, that's all the stuff's happening. I hope to see you tonight at Asiento. And um, it, like, they're such a great business, and they've helped out Mutiny Radio so much over the years. They're really, and I just, uh, the owner, Debbie, is just a lovely human being and a great purveyor of fine food and drink. So, so go check out Asiento on the corner of 21st and Bryant here in the beautiful Mission District of San Francisco. And, uh, yeah, I've been your host, I'm Benjamin, and I'm going to figure out how to play some music and do things. I did really hit my head this morning. It was, like, crazy. <laughs> I hit it so hard. I was reading tarot cards for myself, and I just whacked the bejesus out of my skull on, uh, on my kitchen table because I was sitting on the ground like an idiot with my cats, you know, how I do, how the witches do. Getting all witchy up in the witchcraft. Ooh. All right, I'm gonna play an old Altacast or something. Or actually, you know what, some music, some of my favorite stuff, like some flat black plastic or something, right? Let's get some of that going. I'll play the one from uh, last Saturday. Cause he, he always has, I mean, my two actually the final hour is back too and that is great let's you know what i might even play that because nathan Ratzloff is super cool and there we go the final hour oh show me okay there we go um and then i'll, I'll download it and everything will be great yeah again come out to asiento please 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 the final hour. I'm just pulled. I've just pulled the veil completely off. Uh, actually, I could be more professional about this. I can. Sorry about that, everybody. Thanks for listening to me. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do 
to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please, this is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing, despite of their size. Please. Please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mute.
murder with the words, known to be a felon. My lyrics will blow your mind like a bullet through watermelon. And I got aim, come shuttles worth because he got game. One man band, I drop hits, you drop names. And don't stop, man, I never need a breather, homie. So if you plan on slowing down and you don't need to know me, I keep it moving like I never plan to stop. I'm trying to be the man, see me standing at the top like a trophy. I'm spitting this once, so listen closely. Frisco, baby, got a problem, then approach me. I've been in the game and never had no one to coach me. And now snap, so you probably shouldn't provoke me. I get on your head like a fresh pair of Oakleys. Outbound, salute me or smoke me, bitch. Turn it up and let it blow your mind. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Now the final hour. Good to be back. And glad we got our sound up and running again this week. Had to end the show early last week because uh, things weren't working on it. Got some issues with my iTunes right now, but I'm going to reboot that and we'll get back on with the music in a minute. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play you a lot of shit that I was going to play show last week a lot of good stuff and a few more cool stuff I found out join on and ain't shot nothing Lord library bloody to your time and slip those son with a fat ass I been could have fucked the who last digits so five five children hospital niggas every time we wake up somebody gonna die somebody gonna die and hey, yo remember T dot nigga we used to cut the bottom of the motherfucking mop buckets, nigga. Put six rices in motherfucking eight soups in that shit. Mrs. Dash and Goya. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what all the seasonings you had, but nigga, when you dumped the rice out, nigga, the bottom of that shit was burgundy, nigga. We don't fucking play around. I want 10 green, all that shit. Oh, five, five, nigga. Free slide, he old 19, though. Free DC Black. Griselda, Griselda.
complex. Getting dressed to the neck, Gore-Tex, Force One, Subi jeans, little wreck. At that time, with the Nochi, my antennas at attention. When I see money, I'm trying to ghost you, but hurry up, shorty. My phones is doing cartwheels for car sales. And our deals will make you want to hang it up. Everything lined up, got 12 phones flying up. Bye-bye, birdie, when they land, I'm a rain dance. Black church praise dance, tax for the pluses on the west side with some guys walking to the function. Protect your connect. No stylist, whole team be wildin', yeah. Protect your connect. Move silent, this party private, yeah. Protect your connect. Money piling, can't fit in a wallet, yeah. Protect your connect. Circle silent, no squares inside it. On the seven speed, speed. some decent. You should have seen it. Seen it. I gas dreamed it. The two pieces, two piece. heavy seamed. Breathing deep, cause I was running scenes. Know the fly route in zone time out another ring. Hold up, bag in, ballin' like the summer league. There's really nothing to it but to do it. To do it. The engine can't move it, it's the fluid. Oil bay, sorbet, it's the flavor in it. Baby yellow pebbles in the bezel, so we rockin' in a way. Out my pocket, putting shots in like I'm at a rockets game. I don't dance, I just pull up my pants and rock away. Protect your connect. No stylist, whole team be wildin'. Protect your connect. Move silent, this party private, yeah. Protect your connect. Money piling, can't fit in a wallet, yeah. Protect your connect. Circle silent, no squares inside it, yeah. This world know about money and pussy. And you need to figure that out. <laughs> Once you figure it out, you'll be better off in life. Metro Boomin wants some more, nigga. Rich nigga shit I do a lot of. Nigga, we be sippin' out the bottle. I be fresh as hell, rockin' powder. Hoppin' out the PJ with a motto. In a baddie trying to drown. Every nigga with me got style. I won't put a watch on unless it costs a hundred thousand. I want all the money and the power. She took me for granted even when I tried to show her the better me. I did a 69 with a friend. I'm praying to God she don't tell on me. Used to ride more than I, nigga, getting head in the colony. Percocet got me floating like a butterfly, but I sting you like a bumblebee. I put on my back. Off white jeans look like cooked crap. I caught a poor stomach, could a shit snatch. Get my girl a dub, not her butt fat. You might take your women to the Louis store. My bitches be asking where Chanel at. I know you see them crosses, yeah, that's chrome hard. All this water on me, where the wells at? Stars in the ceiling, I'm with God at. The supercharged wine like the car mat. Savage got a whole lot of his dog. I be dropping bonds like bad that. Nigga shit I do a lot of Nigga we be sippin' out the bottle I be fresh as hell rockin' product Hoppin' out the PJ with a model Swimmin' in a baddie tryna drown Every nigga with me got style I won't put a watch on unless it costs a hundred thou I want all the money and the power yeah, I been in a vault with a gold in the back Ay, No longer my dog cause she told you a rat Me 
ain't gotta close it back. Everything electric, baby, everything a blessing. Keep a ring and a roll it for your next bitch. Niggas riding around in charges trying to split shit. I been riding with a color, call it stick shift. When I eat, I got a gold yard handkerchief. Keep little mama on her knees and I ain't gonna live. I can get them knocked off without a finger lift. Rich nigga shit, I do a lot of. Nigga, we be sipping out the bottle. I be fresh as hell, rockin' Prada. Hoppin' out the PJ with a model. Swimming in a baddie trying to drown. Every nigga with me got style. I won't put a watch on unless it costs a hundred thousand. I want all the money and the power.
Uncle Sam gave me his hand. I put the cash in it, the tax of my existence. And paying for your listens. My brother's called disciples, spread awareness like a sickness. The way my city set up, you will never have a witness. And all that other bullshit never add up with the litmus. Slow up, okay? Just a little off the sleeve. What is that? And I got to the hospital. You can really tell when you fucked up when the doctor goes, ah! Holy shit. Why don't we just get some coleslaw and serve this up? What is that? Yeah, man. So Brooklyn is a series of songs in hip hop that the first one was made uh, as a as a song for the movie Brooklyn by Spike Lee, and uh, that one is just a super classic. Q-Tip produced with um, Master A, Special Ed, and Buckshot on the verses. Like that shit was hella fire. But the the second one is really the one that like hit the fan. Return of the Crippling Dodgers, and that one was a DJ Premier beat with Chubb Rock. Um, fucking. Who else had cool? You said Jared the Damager. Jeru the Damager and OC. Yeah. Chubb Rock, he. Um, I, I can't remember if he was part of a group. I think he was associated with with some with some with a with a crew or something, but. Um, he was just his own thing. He was kind of like he's kind. He was similar to a Biggie, not necessarily like another New York cat. Another New York cat, heavy set, you know, just like spit flows, you know, type of thing. And like had that had that voice, but he was just underground, you know. Like he was just super underground with it. And, um, but he's definitely dope, definitely dope. And he did this thing on that song on Return of the Crippling Dodgers. So that's the second song and. And actually, if you follow that series, the third song of that series is called Brooklyn In My Mind by um, Ninth Wonder. That's the Ninth Wonder song produced featuring Most Def, Gene Gray, and Memphis Bleak. And that song, it was dope because the, the thing I, I really like just about that whole concept of the, of the series of songs and, like, the people involved in them, like, like I knew about those songs when I was in high school, but I, I remember uh, in high school one of the f- one of the shows I went to was Most Deaf over at uh, the Regency, and it was like that was a great show. You know, we, we were up in the front for like most of it. Like we actually couldn't stay for the whole time because my homie kind of like passed out and fainted, so we had to <laughs> make sure he was okay. <laughs> so we like ended up leaving kind pr- like kind of early, but. What, what I did see, from what I did see, like, I remember Mos Def did his verse on that song, Brooklyn In My Mind, and I didn't know that song 
really I, like I heard him spitting it over the beat and shit and I just remember it being like amazing just being like a perfect like part of the show and like later on I stumbled upon that song I was like oh shit this is the this is the verse that he spit at the show that when it was hella cracking and I was like oh shit this shit's sick and, uh, you know and that's what I love about music is just like you're, you're able to either like hear a song and then hear it live or you hear it live and then you hear the song like and it just like completely connects and it just makes sense you know First time I saw Mudduck, uh, aka Yasin Day 2, um, he didn't really play a whole lot of uh, early Mudduck shit. He played a lot of uh, more like newer tracks that he did, some random ones, but it was still amazing. But I was lucky to get to see him last year at the 20th anniversary of I missed that, but I think I had my own show that night. So. Yeah, were you guys playing Watershed? We were playing at Elbow Room, I believe. Or not Elbow Room, sorry. Uh, Hotel Utah. Sorry, kidding me. <laughs> it's all good. Well, I remember it. Like, wasn't that show sick, but also, like, didn't, like, him and Erica Badu get cut off or some shit? Moses, uh, He's a genius, his name's Josh Kahn. He's gonna sing some songs for you. You're, I can hear you, you're mic'd up. Okay, I'm just gonna do it.
Josh that's Kahn. it. That's all I wanted okay, to Okay, I'll press stop. That was five minutes and 49 seconds of beautiful music. That Yay. is a syrupy, way too long take of that song. No. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to listen to it later and cry. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. 
We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends, please. This is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing, despite of their size, please. Please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio GoFundMe and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. I am Italian and we brought you fascism with Mussolini. And before that, 
the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering Nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a Thank you. 